minister. And as we got into it, uh, something came back to me. You know, a lot of times you prepare a message and it's, it's written out and, and notes are there, but you don't really know what you're supposed to say. And as we got into that place, it all came full circle. One thing my husband and I uh, set out to do as we pastored is to, number one, always be authentic. And a lot of times being authentic gets you into trouble. Because we live in such a fake world that truth nowadays offends. And I've spoken a lot of things in love that were truth. And a lot of people got offended. And a lot of people left. <laughs> and a lot of people left making a lot of noise, i.e., they don't ever really leave silently. They kind of let you know they're leaving. And when that happens, you become, you can become very calloused, very um, withdrawn. And that's where I found myself. I found myself in a place where I said, I'd never do women's ministry again. I said, I, I, I said it. And people would say, hey, when are we having a meeting? And the Lord would give me something to say. I would get a message. He just downloaded into me. Hey, they need to hear this. Nope. Not doing it. And I just kept pushing it off. Oh, we'll meet in March. Oh, we'll meet, you know, March. That's March three years ago. <laughs> okay, here's Christmas time. Okay, we better do something. Because Christmas time is coming. Well, when it's time to plan that, I found myself laying in a hospital bed. Um, put it this way, I'm glad to be here tonight. So glad to be here tonight. Amen. <laughs> so glad. And that was a battle. That was a battle. Um, they say life is in the blood. And I got to a place, we're women and we're grown, where I was watching all of my blood leave my body literally. Literally. I, I, I never saw nurses' eyes so wide. I'm thinking, y'all see wild stuff all the time. Why y'all eyes so wide? Because I put on a show that um, they still remember. But it was the aftermath that have us here tonight. The oversized uterus is gone. 
the best. Now, I wanted supernatural healing. I walked around with fibroid tumors for 15 years. It grew to the size of a full-term baby, and it had to be delivered. Cause all sorts of problems when it gets that big. But that was the easy part. It's what happened when I got home. And not even immediately. A couple months home, well, on the mend. I'm back in church. I'm back in proper shoes. Praise God. You know. Not those little ugly socks with the grips on the bottom. Like, who came up with this mess? And can you give me some that actually fit my feet? This is horrible. I found myself in a place. Let me just say it and not be cute about it. I began to battle anxiety. And that anxiety led to something that I had never, ever in my whole life experienced, panic attacks. It got so bad, y'all, that I'd be out walking. I'd gotten to a place where I was walking three miles a day. And I would have to confess the word to make it back home because I would feel the jitteriness I would feel like I was not going to make it. And at first I was, you know, oh, it's pollen in the air. It's this and that. It's, it's that and this. It's that and this. And finally, one Sunday my husband was up here ministering. And I came up because I knew that spirit of fear was trying to take me. But it didn't stop. I found myself more and more anxious. Panic attack. You know, you, you, you know when you're sitting in the bed and, and the devil has sent some symptom that doesn't even make sense. And instead of going to sleep, you just sit up all night babysitting the symptom. Am I by myself? No. Oh, okay. I'm just checking because I, I didn't think the Lord would have me share all of this <laughs> if I was by myself. And that spirit got so strong because we think it's just a mental issue. Don't let the world lie about this mental thing. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Now, I hope you don't mind me sharing. But I watched that spirit leave, not leave me, but also get into my daughter. And she came to my room one day and she said, Ma, I'm having, I just, I can't, I can't settle it down. I'm having panic attacks. I'm anxious. I said, okay, Lord. I said, okay, Lord. Okay, Lord. So one night as we were all talking about it, the Lord said, bring the family together. We were eating dinner and we began to talk. And as we talked through it, I recognized that it was a spirit. And began to dealt with it. And he began to tell me how to deal with it. He said, you battle a spirit with the word. I changed purses. I don't have it with me tonight. But I, I took a sheet of paper. And Pastor Elizabeth showed me how to fold a sheet of paper and get scriptures on it. And everywhere I went, I walked. 
and I confessed those scriptures about fear because that's what it was. And I just kept confessing it, kept confessing it till it broke. That night we're sitting around the table and he said, you're allowing this to happen. I said, what? I said, what? He says, you let it happen. You're in control of your soul. And as quickly as it came in, you can evict it. And I'm telling you something from that moment forward. No more. I said, no more. No more. Now, does the devil leave you alone just because you got a revelation of, nope. And he would send out a little things and I knew, but I knew what to do when things happen. But as I came out of that, I started to think about something, you know, because I was looking at my daughter and I'm like, what in the world is this? And I said, here's the problem with the church. Is the church focuses so much on taking care of the weak that we forget to look after the perceived strong. And those people who we deem are strong, they're the ones that a lot of times they really need it. Oh, oh, no, what, is she fine? She's strong. Oh, no, that's a strong black woman. Oh, that's a strong sister. But what we find a lot of times if we tell the truth is that we are pretending that we're strong, but our bodies know the truth, that we're really weak. And it begins to, to come out in all sorts of ways. And I stopped and I thought about it, and I got a little indignant in this sense, not at a person, but at persons, but not an identifiable person. Because I asked myself, when I was in the hospital, who called my children and said, hey, are you okay? Because what tends to happen, now this ain't about this is just, this just us sisters being sisters. Is a lot of times we can get into survival mode. And we know how to keep things going. And as a mom, I raised my kids to know how to keep things going. So the school never stopped. The house never stopped. Nobody called in for anything. You know, they knew how to go get food. They knew how to order groceries online and get them to the house. They took over and just began to run. But what happens, as Pastor just talked about Wednesday night, when the adrenaline stops? And now the reality of what you've been going through now sets in. What do we do then? And so this message is birthed out of that season. <laughs> because what tends to happen when you, when, you, when you are perceived strong, and I see all the t-shirts we wear with all the Afro chicks, and, you know, I see them. Black magic, strong sister, melanin popping and doing all of that. But the truth of the matter is, is when we take a look at us, the melanin's getting tore out the frame. It's getting tore, it's getting, 
Now, I know there are people who don't have as much melanin as the, the but it's happening to women. Just we'll go there. Maternal death during delivery, black women. Heart disease, black women. Fibroids, black women. Come on. Hypertension, black women. Stroke, black women. We're leading all of the charts that we shouldn't really want to be on. And it's because we've gotten over into a place where we've gotten allow this out of our place. And it's time for us to get back in our place. I knew that one. I knew I knew somebody just must up one little clap. I'm going to give her a clap y'all she said it. I'm going to give her a clap. No, it's time for us to get back in our places. Because we are completely out of order with all the grinding, all the hustle, all of the go get it, all of the boss chick, all of that. We're completely out of our place. And it's wreaking havoc, not just on us, but on our children, on our husbands, on our ministries, on our nation, on our city. It's just wreaking havoc because we're out of place. So tonight, we're going to look at something real simple. We're going to understand who we are. Now, I read an article the other day. The lady was talking about she was done going to women's ministry meetings and conferences because she got tired of people telling her that she's beautiful and she's special. She just got tired of it. And I so agree with that. Because everybody keeps telling me I'm beautiful, and I, ain't, I don't feel that beautiful, and I'm special, I don't feel that special. So let's get to the nitty-gritty about what's really going on so that we can come out and really look like and feel like we're beautiful and we're special. I'm tired of being lied to that everything's going to be all right. Because the truth of the matter is, if we continue on the path that we're on, it's not going to be all right. There's, listen, there's not enough medication to keep us alive forever. Because the medication begins to cause problems that require more medication. And by the time you take that medication, it's created another problem that you need another medication for. How many pills are we going to take? Before we decide, hey, let's get to the root of this. Let's get to the root of why I know something is killing me, but I can't stop eating it. And do not, whatever you do, do not look at nobody who, who heavier than you because the truth of the matter is you can be skinny and sick too. I've seen it a thousand times. Skinny and your blood pressure 200 over 120. And so no, it ain't about what somebody looks like. It's about what's going on on the inside of us that we're not dealing with. And we're not dealing with it because we're out of our place. Ladies, the Lord simply said this, we are the planting of the Lord. He's the gardener, we're the plant. But we've been trying to be the gardener and the plant, and it does not work. I said it does not work. We're going to go to Isaiah chapter 61. Verses 1 through 7. And we're going to do it in the easy-to-read version. Our media team will help us. And let's read this together. We're going to read seven verses. It should be on the screen. 
it's there. Amen. Let's go. The spirit of the Lord God is on me. The Lord has chosen me to tell good news to the poor and to comfort those who are sad. He sent me to tell the captives and prisoners that they have been set free. He sent me to announce that the time has come for the Lord to show his kindness. When our God will also, he has sent me to comfort those who are sad, those in Zion who mourn. I will take away the ashes on their head and I will give them a crown. I will take away their sadness and I will give them the oil of happiness. I will take away their sorrow and I will give them celebration clothes. He sent me to name them good trees and the Lord's wonderful plant. So we are good trees and the Lord's wonderful plant. Say, I'm not the gardener. All right, let's keep going. Something's going to happen when we get this revelation. Let's look what happens when we get the revelation that we are the plant and not the gardener. Look at this. It says, then the old cities that were destroyed will be rebuilt. Those ancient ruins will be made new as they were in the beginning. Then, come on here, will work in your fields and in your gardens. You will be called the Lord's priests, the servants of our God. You will be proud of all the riches. Don't that make you stop going to look for money? If we just get in our right place, money comes to us and we don't have to go get it? Come on, let's keep reading. In the past... Two times more, you will get the joy that continues forever. There are benefits to being in your proper position. All right? Look at this. When we look at this passage, there are three members of this glorious cast. There are only three. We see the Lord, we see Zion, and we see all the others. The Lord is what? The gardener. He's the one who does the what? Okay, y'all got to talk to me or I'm going to go home. He does the what? He does the planting. We're Zion. What, what is our role in this? What is our role in it? We what? We receive. What else? We get his goodness. We're taken care of. So do you see what happens when we start trying to take care of ourselves? We get out of our proper place. Now look. There are three types of plants, okay? There are three types. There's a living plant. Living plant grows because it has roots and it has been put into what? Into soil. Now, here's the other kind of plant. This is living. Oh, it's living. This is, this is living. But it's already begun to what? Die because it has no, it has no roots and it's in no what? So we've got living plants, we've got cut plants, but then we have artificial plants. Artificial plants look like something that they're not. 
we can put on the pretty dresses, we can put on the pretty shoes, we can pick up the right handbag, we can put on the right shade of Mac, we can go get our hair done all right, but if we're not planted, we will begin to die and we will only be good for That's all you'll be good for. Because believe it or not, even though we call most of that is artificial, but some of them are not. Some of them are just dried. That they started on a tree that had roots that were planted in soil. But because someone had another need for them, they were cut off, dried, and now just on show. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm personally tired of the body of Christ and women just being on show and never being able to do what a living plant is supposed to do. A living plant is supposed to do something. And it's more than just being cute. We've mastered cute. It's time to get past cute and start bearing some fruit. I mean, I'm watching the woman of God pray that nobody gets offended. So we're not going to get offended. Because it don't do anybody any good for us to get offended. Okay? We can't keep sacrificing the real to become artificial. I like YouTube. That's the only form of television I have. And I like to watch people do hair. I don't know why. <laughs> but I got a spiritual revelation one time watching this girl in New York doing hair. Artistry for Gigi. Y'all watch her too? Jillian, yeah, I just, I just, that girl can do some hair. <laughs> but every now and then, she'll get a client that comes in who's been wearing the artificial for so long that the real no longer grows. Trying to be cute, but no longer can her follicles produce fruit. Nobody want to talk about it. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Because that's how shallow, that's how shallow, that's how shallow we have become. That I will sacrifice, hear me, God's glory for man's attention. Because we're so in love with the artificial. But Pastor Kim, I don't, I, I'm, I'm natural. I, I, I'm, I'm natural. I don't, no ma'am, you, no ma'am, not, oh no ma'am. But you'll take your rent money 
and give it to Tory Burch, who's a billionaire. Tory got her son's tuition. Tory's got houses in the Hampton. But to look the part, we'll sacrifice our own children's future. Nobody want to see that. See, I knew. See, God, you got. Either we can take the time that's required and allow the gardener to do the work that's required so that we can be more than cute. Because I just told all of y'all, I came to church Sunday after Sunday. Dresses, pumps, and purses. But would get home and would find it hard to find my breath. With there being nothing physically wrong with me. See, y'all think I'm just talking. I'm, I'm talking about us. It's, it's, it's us. We're in this together. We're all at some point going to face something that goes beyond what our soul can handle. And it's not until we've allowed the gardener to be who he is, we get out of the way and allow him to be who he is, that we can begin to flourish. See, when I bought this plant three weeks ago, it should have been in the ground a while ago. Good thing it wasn't because I needed it. It was half this size. And I did nothing to it. It was just left in a place where the gardener Living, cut, or what? So we are supposed to be in a position where the Lord can do to us whatever needs to be done to us so that we can produce whatever it is he needs us to produce. All of us aren't going to produce the same thing. Now, there's only one set of fruit that we're all supposed to produce, and what's that set of fruit? The fruit of the spirit. Because not everybody has children. But we're all supposed to produce the fruit of the spirit. We're supposed to be walking around with something in us that other people can take from, all right? So we talked about the three people in there. We saw the gardener, who is? We saw us, Zion. What's, what's happening to us? We're being what? We're being recipient of his goodness, and then there are all the others. There's supposed to be a distinction, women of God, between us and all the others. Listen, there are people who will not be saved. There are people who will not choose our Lord. There should be a difference between us, whom the gardener himself is taking care of, than the world. But when those lines get blurred and they can't tell us from them, we're on our way to becoming that artificial. Because when we, okay, go to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. John 15 and verse 1. As I begin to study this, you're going to find that the gardener 
is throughout the scripture. And when you start looking at your Bible, you're going to find that us being the planting of the Lord is from Genesis all the way through to Revelation, okay? John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the what? My father is the farmer. He's the vine dresser. He's the gardener, all right? Every branch in me that does not do what? What does he do with it? He does what? Ah, and every branch that bears fruit, he does what? Can I tell you something? We're going to all feel some sort of cutting. Be very leery when you're watching a pastor on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, or you go to their church, and you never walk out feeling a cutting or a pruning. the gardener might not be there because he's interested in fruit. The gardener is interested in us bringing forth everything we're supposed to bring forth unto his glory, not interested in just having a crowd of people. Remember Jesus when he would be ministering, there would be crowds following him, crowds following him. But he looked up one day and the crowds were not there. What did he do? He turned around and asked his disciples, will you leave also? And they said, yo, where would we go? You have the words of life. All right? So let's keep going. Let's keep going. So we're going to always be cut. There's a difference between being pruned and being cut down. All right? Because when you've been cut down, you begin to what? You begin to die. It says, uh, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Look at this. Abide in me and I in you. Let's read this next part together. As the branch... So Jesus made sure you understood what he was saying. In case you're not understanding this little story I'm telling with the vine dresses and the vine and the branches, let me let you know who I'm talking to. He says, I'm talking to you. And unless you abide in me, you cannot bear any fruit either. But No, but yes, but I'm going to always tell you the truth. It's not fruit. Because you've been. Now, if I would have kept this in a vase of water like the ones are outside, I might have got it through the rest of the day. And, and people would walk past it and just say, oh, how pretty it is. Oh, how pretty it is. Oh, how pretty it is. But I'm going to tell you the truth. It's not pretty. Because what was soft, if you catch it the wrong way, it now begins to hurt. Because it's doing what? It's dying. It's dying. He said, neither can you. Neither can you what? Bear any fruit. Well, the Kim, why they working? Because you... I did what they said. I go to church, I serve, I tithe, I sow, I vow. It ain't working. 
You been? And at that point, you're only fit for an artificial decoration. The Lord can't do anything with you. Oh, I got a relationship, and it's, 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 it just don't seem to be going nowhere because love is from. Romans 5, 5. Just, just let me, just let me just say it. Romans 5, 5. Now, hope does not disappoint. Why? Because the love of God. Say it, read it. Y'all know to read. Who pours out love? Who pours out love? So if a person is not rooted, been cut off, can they love? So sisters, daughters, this don't work. Now, I've seen Pauline do some things where she could take some artificial and mix it with some living and make you think you got something. Right? But it's just a matter of time before you begin to tell that ain't nothing rooted in nothing. Ain't nothing down there but some foam and you forgot to put water in it. And at some point, it begins to tell on itself. Well, that's the same thing that happens when we fail to keep abiding in the Lord. As time goes by, you begin to find out that there's absolutely nothing to it. So if Miss Kathy's getting a master's in horticulture, am I correct? You can take two living things, right, and take apart from one living thing and graft it into another living thing and get something that will grow. Okay. In Mexico, they grow a lot of citrus. But there's a disease that began to hit their trees down there, the limes. So now they are growing, if I'm not mistaken, oranges on lime trees. Because whatever in the lime tree is resistant to whatever, they took another living thing and grafted it into another and began to produce. Because living and living can work together. But you living, it don't work because at some point, all of it is going to die. Because guess what? It might still be in soil. You might still be coming to church. There might still be a root system. But if I fail to water it. See, because most times this is sitting out on the porch of building three and I forget to water them because I'm going to plant them at some point. And I'll come in and they'll be all laid down. Just, just laid down. And I know I'm like 30 minutes away. From them being, you know, irretrievable. I can't bring any life back to it. But then I put water in it, and it just stands. By the time the day goes on, it stands right back up. Why? Because it's allowing the gardener, me, to come and give it what. You can't give you what you need. And we keep trying to meet our own needs, and we can't. He says, neither can you. 
relationships. Hallelujah. Go back to school. Do all sorts of things without the gardener. And expecting it to grow. It's... Go back to John 15. Is this helping anybody? Okay. So John 15. Where are we? Mm-hmm. Neither can you. That, yeah, right there. Neither can you. That was verse 4. Unless you abide in me. He's going to reiterate it. Let's go. I am the what? You are the what? Who is the vine? Jesus is the vine. The Father is the vine dresser. We are the what in this passage? We are the what? We are the branches. He who does what? And I in him. How much work did you do to bring the fruit in this passage? All you did was what? And what was produced? Is that hard? See, people say, I can't do church because it's just too hard. Does it get any simpler in that? I, I, I'm trying to find out what I do in this passage. I don't do anything except abide. And I don't even have to figure out what it takes to abide because he left me. And this word tells me how to stay connected to the vine. Because guess what? See this leaf right here? This leaf is now disconnected from the vine. He's a peaking green. I don't know what color this is becoming. But it's losing its juice. Because it's not connected to the vine. What do you think happens to us? We, we lose our... see these little young women, Lord bless their hearts, they're 23, 24, and they look 70. Why, baby? Baby, why you look like that? Because when we fail to stay connected, let's keep going. Abide in me, you bear much fruit. For without me, you can do how much? Nothing. But I'm doing a lot. No, it's going to amount to what? Nothing. Keep going. What happens? What kind of wood burns? See, you can walk around a long time before you get cast into the fire. But you've been cut off. Well, Pastor Kim, how do, how do I know I've been cut off? You know when water hits. Like everybody else worshiping and you just standing there looking. You can miss four Sundays and not feel bad. Because we're all women of God. We, we, okay, yeah, I was just, okay, I'm serving in the room, Amen. I never, ever read this. I watch more Netflix than I do preaching and teaching. 
I open my mouth and I don't sound like Jesus. I look at my phone and things don't look like Jesus could read it. I'm watching things Jesus can't watch. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Somebody read it because that's powerful right there. Anybody have a desire? Well, when you abide, all you have to do is, and what will happen? No, he won't do that. Desires aren't being met. Now, who cuts off? The Lord doesn't willingly cut anybody off. That's just not how he is. But when we decide that we no longer want to abide, he has no choice but to remove you. Because if you're not removed, you just don't keep the... See, people who really are into plants, they'll go around and look for leaves that need to come off. You know, and I, and I learned this because as this keeps going, Ms. Nettie taught me this when we had flowers out there in the pots. They'll start to grow a flower on them. And I would just let the flowers just keep growing. She said, no, no, you got to snap that off so now it'll grow out. So you'll get a big pretty. If I don't snap that off, it'll just keep going up. And you don't want to plant it. You just, it ain't pretty like that. You won't, you won't pretty. You won't full. You won't bounty. Well, sometimes he's got to snap some things off for the Woman of God, I'm not crying anymore when people leave. Now, it used to get me. I don't know about you, but it used to get me. But I realize that sometimes there has to be a breaking away, a falling away, so that maybe sometimes we're not Growing because there are things attached that we need to have broken off. And if we go ahead and let those things be broken off, we can. I'm just all over the place, but I'm sure it's making sense to somebody. All I'm trying to say is we got to get back in our places. We can't keep ourselves. So we see here, we see the gardener. What did the gardener do in this passage? He plants, he uproots, he prunes, and he provides. He plants, he uproots. There's some things that need to be uprooted, and we have to decide we're going to let him uproot those things, right? He's going to prune, and he's going to provide. What's our job, church, 
is just abiding him. That's our only job. The jobs of others, they're inconsequential. They might go around and do some gathering up. You know, when you, you separate, the world can really have their way with us. Well, Pastor Kim, what do you mean? See, when we're abiding in the vine, evil can't touch us. It'll try. The devil will send stuff. But they can't kill you. I don't care how much he tries. He can't kill you. But if we stop abiding, we're on our own. Yes. All right, let's keep going. So we're going to decide right now. Tell your neighbor, be the plant, be the plant. and not the, gardener. not the gardener. You can't keep yourself. Go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 through 4. Look at this. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Look at this. As his divine power has given to us all things. By which... That through these, through what? Through us wanting to look like this at any cost, it leads to that. But everything that we need that will produce life, where did it come from? From God. Yeah, y'all right. Say it. It comes from him. It doesn't come from us. He gives us everything that pertains to life and God. Say it. Say, God gives me everything that pertains to life and godliness. See, when I was panicking and feeling anxious, it was because I thought I had to keep me. And I needed to know at every moment, what's my blood pressure? What is that feeling? What is that pain? What is that? My God, I can't do it because it's not my place. It's his place to give me everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything. But it, how does that life flow? Through the knowledge of him. How do we get that knowledge? By abiding in him. When we separate from him, knowledge can't flow. He can't give you instruction on what to do and how to do it and when to do it and who to talk to. You don't know because you've been cut off from your source of life. When we, when we are properly attached and planted. Everything we need is in whatever the gardener has provided. He provides the soil. He provides the water. He, he provides the light. Arise, 
shine, for your light has come. Water, he opens up the heavens and pours out. You get it. He rains. Plants need light, they need soil, and they need water. All three of those things, if we study our word, he gives it to us. Everything that pertains. Say it. Say it. Say the Lord gives me everything that pertains to life and godliness. Stop getting vexed about your job. They don't have life and godliness to give you. Listen, don't get stressed about your husband. He cannot give you life. Please don't, please, and definitely don't be stressed about a piece of boyfriend. I mean, no, I'm, no, y'all, y'all ooh and on and <laughs> but let me tell you something. I am fed up to pass here with little girls getting their tails whooped by a piece of boy. I said a piece of boy. Because a whole man would never touch you. A real whole man won't even yell at you. But we get all stressed about something and somebody that cannot give us life. Life and godliness giving us, making us partakers of the divine nature comes from God. We step over into the God class when we get into our proper place. See, when you abide in him, I'm going to just say it because there's young women in the room and I want them to feel like I'm talking to them too, okay? Listen to me. It ain't your job to go find no man. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. No more profiles. No more pictures with your tongues out. First of all, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, I said when I was growing up, I'm a 70s baby. Any other 70s babies in here? If my daddy caught me licking my tongue, you will get put through the floor. I said you would get put through the floor. I didn't say you get popped. I said you get put through the floor because they understood what that tongue out means. Woman of God, am I, am I lying? But all of a sudden, I said, but all of a sudden, those things which were vile, we are now equating with cute. But we do it because we're no longer abiding. And the, the babies don't know to abide, and they're doing crazy things because the mama's not abiding. And the mamas didn't abide because grandmama didn't abide. So now we're on third generation of cut off, dried up, but yet still producing something some kind of way. Y'all, I'm telling, I'm yelling. Ooh. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
Mm-mm, I don't, I don't know. Ooh. That's all this good for at this point. Listen, I get real concerned as a human being. When a woman can kill her boyfriend's baby, put the baby in a bucket, and go put it on the baby mama's porch. Nobody saw that? Uh-huh. 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 Oh, I'm going to get back at you. I'll kill your baby and leave it on your baby mama's porch. See, we're looking at this stuff going on like, ooh, Takina, those are nieces, nephew, cousins, tan up Lakewood like that. That's, that's, that's church people cheering out there tan up like that. You, 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 they tan up because we're not. And they want a whole administration over the fire. But I raggedy churn. I raggedy nieces. Won't somebody write the school board and say, leave them folk alone because I know Ray Ray and his mama, his mama was like that, his grandmama was like that, and his auntie probably fighting right now. Let's stop. But we get all on the news. We get all on the news. Pookie was so good. Pookie was finna study HVAC and P-TECH. Pookie's so good. Pookie is a mess. And Pookie is a mess because we're a mess. Women on Facebook live killing each other? Two girls in Alabama shot each other on, two cousins on Facebook Live. Get off my car. Get off my car. You won't get off my car. They fire. Bam. Killed each other on Facebook Live. Women. Women. W women. Who are supposed to be loving and nurturing. What did, what did, what did Paul tell us in 1 Timothy? That in the last days, we will be without natural affection that mommies don't even know how to love. See, we always want to say, oh, that's about that gay. It ain't about the gay right there. It's about natural affection. The most natural thing in the world is for a woman to know how to love their children. But we're to a place that there is no natural affection. Because the source of love We've cut ourselves off from it. And so we all sitting up trying to figure out, well, what's going on in the world? What's going on in the world? We dried up. We're dried up. We're artificial. We look good. We're driving good. I asked Pastor, I asked my husband at least three times a week. He probably tired of me asking. But I said, I need you to go down there to Crown and find out where the promo code is for all the Mercedes that is everywhere, all over. Now, if you're driving a Mercedes, drive on, my God. But I just want to know how I get me one. <laughs> hey. 
You know what I'm saying, babe? I want that GLS 600 with that Maybach to the back. Because it's, be, it's, it's got to be one. It's got to be a promo code. It's got to be one. It's got to be. I, I'm, I'm seeing 19-year-old girls riding around in Mercedes-Benz crossovers like, hold on, sis, where they at? Coupon code, did you get something in the mail? Tell me something. But here's the truth. The truth is, is we rather drive good than live good. And that is not of God. The Lord said, the gardener, the gardener says that he puts us in peaceable, quiet habitations. But we will live where you can't have no peace and it definitely ain't quiet so that we can look. When the gardener says, if you would just, whatever you ask. Now, well, why you ain't got your Mercedes? Because I ain't asking for it. And why I ain't asking for it? Because my house ain't Mercedes GLS 600 quality. What I look like, what I look like putting that Maybach at the front of the... Well, you live in a nice... That's not, that ain't nice enough. It ain't nice enough for that. It ain't nice enough for that. You, you... Be the plant. Just be the plant and not the gardener. So where are you to be planted? Where are you to be planted? Because if the gardener is doing some planting, there's got to be a place. Go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. The gardener always has a place. And we'd get to our place if we just go ahead and consult with the gardener. Look at this. It said the Lord God did what? So man didn't pick where he, man didn't pick where he, who planted a garden? The Lord God, Jehovah God, planted a garden eastward in, he didn't plant a garden on the west side and say, west side, go live over there. No, that's not, that's not, that's not what he, you know, west side. He didn't do that. No, he didn't say west side. He said he planted a garden eastward. And there he put the man. See, we keep planting, we keep trying, I said trying, to be planted wherever we want to be planted. Well, I don't like how she say stuff, so I'm going to go plant myself over here to this big church where I can sit to the back and go where I want to go, and then people don't bother me, and they don't talk to me like that, and they don't come at me like that, and they don't look at me like that, and they don't say nothing to me like that. Well, go on with your bad self. But I'm going back to the master horticulturalist. And I'm going to ask you a question, master horticulturalist. If I try to transplant a, a plant, i.e., move it from one part to another, and I don't do it right, what's going to happen? 
the horticulture list going to tell us. Y'all don't have no master's degree in horticulture, do you? Do you? All right. Agriculture, do you? No. Okay, hold on. Tell me, Miss Kathy. You got to have it. Because if I try... I'm just going to replant my plant because I, I found a prettier pot at Home Depot and this, this go better. And I'm just going to take it out, throw it in there. It won't work. I watch people in our neighborhood. They, they order these trees. They get so fast, they just want a bigger tree. You had a tree. Just let it grow. Nope, they want a bigger tree. They go pay all that money, had a tree trucked in on the back of something, put it in the ground. You come back three months later and the palm just... I said, ooh, ooh, <laughs> your people didn't do that right. Because they tried to transplant something and they didn't do it properly. We do not choose where we're planted. Well, I'm just tired of that. I just believe the Lord is called. It better be. I said, it better be the Lord who called you to move your, your little rooted tail somewhere else. See, because you can shot these little things. Psalm number one, because y'all didn't like that. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't want to hear that. Because somebody's saying they finna leave. I'm, I'm just going, I got to find me somewhere where I can, where I can, I can, I can what? I can shine. I can, I can, I just feel like I've outgrown. That's impossible. The Lord ain't going to put you somewhere and you outgrow. Oh, yeah, no, you can outgrow. I think I outgrew the ministry. No, you didn't. No, you just got hot to the tail. You did not grow nothing. You did not grow nothing. You did not grow nothing. Because the Lord, when he plants, see, he, your pastors, your church, they grow to fit you. Pauline got a revelation the other day. She called me just hollering in the phone. I was like, what is wrong with her today? I've been listening to Churn holler all day. Why is she hollering in this phone? But she was excited about where this church has come to. Where we're putting on roofs debt-free. We're educating children practically for free. You know what I'm saying? Anything we need is done and paid for. Cameras, nice 4K cameras. Don't try nothing crazy around here because we see everything. So be careful what you do when you walk around here because we don't miss nothing. Debt free. You know why? Because the ministry expanded to fit the... Because he knew y'all was coming up. He said, I knew people was going to come in here and they was going to be on the come up and y'all y'all got to be able to be, you got to be a suitable part. Now you got to work real hard to be here and not, not, you know, not be able to stay because you none, you none got. Baby, that's pocket change. That's pocket change, baby. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So the Lord is never going to plant you somewhere and you outgrow it. If that does happen, you probably weren't planted there in the first place. You were where you wanted to be anyways. Amen. Psalm number one. Where else does the Lord plant us? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sit in the seats of scorn. For stop listening to heathen. That's what he's trying to say right there. Stop listening to worldly folk. They don't have the words of life. All right. But his delight is what? 
Does that sound like abiding in John 15? This, I'm telling you, it's the same theme throughout the entire Bible. Abide in him, all right? He shall be like a what? Planted where? Brings forth who fruit? My fruit ain't going to look like Annie's fruit. See, it's people who, they the millionaire next door. But they drive a Buick. And it's not a new Buick. I'm going to tell you, them new Buicks now. I'm going to just tell you about them new Buicks. Oh, Jesus. They're nice. But we look at them, and we act like they ain't nobody. But they manifest a different kind of fruit. They're not in the purses and shoes. They couldn't care less about purses and shoes. But you go in their house and their furniture is just like, oh, oh. I'm just trying to get you in the natural sense to see what I'm talking about. Paulette, you can sing. Me, not so much. She has a different fruit. But no, that ain't no fruit. That... Because I've seen a many of people get cut off and can't tear, carry a tune in the bucket. That oh, she used to be able to really, really say what happened. She used to be able to really, really pray what happened. She really used to be really brings forth its fruit when brings forth its fruit when. Now in February in Florida, what do we eat? What fruit do we eat? We eat what? Strawberries. Strawberries. Now, if you go to Publix in February and you buy a T-19 watermelon, where did it come from? Huh? It came from Mexico. It came from Guatemala. It came from Honduras. It came from somewhere, but it did not come it's not a Florida Georgia watermelon. You don't want it. Why? Because that's not the right season. Now, agriculturalists have gotten so fancy, they can make things happen whenever they want it to happen. It's called GMO. So when you're seeing this food, you're like, what are they talking about GMO? What are they talking about GMO? What is GMO? It's a mess. Scientists don't mess with our food. They... they Genetically modified, it's, it's just messed up. Okay, but what does that mean? That means that they're trying to give us food, fruit, when it's not its season. Do you know what happens to us when we try to put forth fruit when it's not our season? We are spiritually modified. It's not going to last. It's going to be missing something. Or it's going to have something in it that your body does not want. And what does that produce when you put something in your body that it does not want? Sickness and disease. And can I tell you something? The powers that be, they know that. But he shall be like a tree. Who planted it? God planted by what? Planted by the rivers of water. 
So God chooses where we're planted. Psalm number 92. Drop down to verses 12 through 15. Let's read that together. The righteous shall flourish like a? Yes. Those who are planted. They shall. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness. So there is no age where it's okay that you're no longer bearing fruit. You can't get a spiritual retirement plan in the church. There is no, the gardener has the same expectation of 12-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 50-year-olds, and 100-year-olds. The same expectation that we do what? Well, child, I'm just going to sit down. No, that's what's wrong. Our fourth generation sat down. And that's not always the case. Yes, Lord. Some of us in this last generation have shut our ears. And when they tell us stuff, we don't want to hear it. Oh, you don't know what you talk. Oh, I ain't pay her no mind. Don't pay her no mind. No, pay her some mind. I said pay her some mind. That's Titus 2. That's a whole nother teaching. But they have your answer. Why? Because if they're abiding, the gardener will use them to tend to your little foliage so that you can bring forth some what? I'm just trying to tell you why you ain't seeing no fruit. That's I just said it. Ain't seeing no fruit. Because you is not abiding. And when you fail to abide, you're going to be 70 years old full of regret. Because your desires never go anywhere. I don't care how old you turn. I still desire the same. I, listen, when God programs you, at whatever age you allowed him to start programming you, I guarantee you, you have the same desires. If you were a dreamer at 12, you're still a dreamer at 40. You're still a dreamer at 70. If you had high expectation when you were three, I guarantee you, you still have high. But what's happened is we allow time to pass. We take ourselves off the hook and say, you know what, it's okay because I'm older now. When did he say stop? I'm going to tell you like Dr. Bob Tilton, I just call him Dr. Pastor Bob Tilton, told uh, Faith Victory Church and all of us who were listening, some of you need to go to school. How else is the dream going to come? You can't, I, I want to be a nurse. You know, they don't allow nurses to practice and, and you're not licensed. <laughs> now, you can go down there to Miami and buy you one, but they've quickly figured that out. That them licenses was fake. Some of you need to start the business. What are you waiting on? I mean, y'all can get mad at me if you want to, but we got the greatest governor in the continental United States of America. And he removed so many boundaries from people operating their businesses called the cottage laws, but you just won't do it because you said, no, well, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm too, I'm too, I'm too what? No, it's too many people doing that already. So what? How many people moving to St. Pete? You can tell by all the apartment buildings going up. Ain't enough pizza. All the traffic. It, take it ain't enough pizza here. Bayfront figured it out. Now they're building many hospitals. Like, well, who's going to go in that little bitty mess? But they know. 
that the way things are booming here, that if we don't have these things in place, we're going to have problems. Well, can I tell you something? It's time for us, whom God has planted, to bear a specific type of fruit in a specific season. It is time now for us to begin to produce those things. And you're not too old. It's, I'm going to share it again. I don't know why I keep having to share this. I shared it last Wednesday. But several years ago, the Lord gave me a word. He said this simply. It's never too late and nothing's ever too far gone. I said, it's never too late. Talk to yourself. Say, self, it's not too late, and it's not too far gone. It's not too late. Well, things hot, what does that mean to God? If he gave the purpose and the idea and the dream to you, he will also give you the provision to do it. It's just time to do it. It's time to do it. Tell your neighbor, it's time to do it. You don't have to start in Walmart. You can start out the trunk of your car. You can start on that, you know, that Facebook you like to scroll all the time. Just show people what you made. Because somebody likes needlepoint. No, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so, y'all think I'm being funny. I'm, I'm so serious. I mean, I like, I like, I like stuff. I just, I, and I always have. From a little, little bitty girl, a, a little, little bitty girl, I used to dream in Lily Rubin. If you ain't from St. Pete, you don't know what I'm talking Lily Rubin? Anybody remember Slimers downtown? I couldn't wait for Saturday to come, and my aunties take me, and my mommy take me downtown to Slimers, and I would walk around in Slimers. See, y'all ain't from here, so y'all don't have a, a y'all babies one. And don't even know what Slimers. We used to go downtown, and Mars Brothers, Walk down all day, ride up and down the escalator, go downstairs to the basement cell. Woo! I never forget when I got my first pair of Etienne Agnes, Agnes. Nobody want to wear them no more now. But I just remember, you know, it's always been that way. And it doesn't, it doesn't stop. But we have these gifts. That's where I was going with that. I was looking online, and Fendi made a bag that cost $7,500. I think I emailed it to uh, Janika. It was a crochet handbag. I said, now, let me, let me think about this. The yarn cost you about $10. The handles and the, the hardware might have cost you about $40. But you charging seven thousand because you put your little interlocking F's on it. But what would happen if you sat with God and started abiding in the secret place with the Almighty, and He begins to stir up that dream He, the gardener, planted in you? Because remember, he said he plants the heavens, but the heavens ain't good. It's in the Bible. Wait. And that starts to come out. The fruit starts to come out of your branches, your fingers. What happens? How do generations change then? See, them kids fighting the way they fighting? Because they're desperate. 
Pastor Cam, they ain't the kids. They the kids got Nikes. Nikes don't equate to dinner. Nikes don't mean you had a mattress at home when you went to sleep last night. Don't get fooled up by the Nikes and the, the Jordans. Don't get fooled by them. It does not mean that there's cereal in the cupboard. Doesn't mean they had breakfast. Doesn't mean it. But what would happen if we could back up a U-Haul truck, women of God, full of brand new mattresses, and just knock on doors? You got churn in here? Now, don't lie to me because I'm out here to be a blessing. Do you need a mattress? How many do you need? Bring that man out that house that ain't none of your husband. Help him, have him come in here and unload this truck. Because I know he there. I know he there. And since he been there, he might as well come out here and lift up something. Come move something. And as she takes hers, you anoint it with oil and say, don't let nothing vile happen here. And he just try to lay down and start to twitch it. You, you just, if we would just allow the gardener to produce fruit through these fingers, what can we do out there? It's not too late. And nothing's ever too far gone. This is just all over the place. So he plants us in the place of his choosing because he's the gardener. He gives us rain. He's the gardener. He gives us light because he's the gardener. John chapter 1, you'll see the light. All through the Bible, you see the water. He takes care of us. We don't take care of ourselves. Here are the few expectations that we as plants have. It's expected that we grow. Go to Ezekiel chapter 19, verses 10 through 14. This is, oh, so many scriptures. Well, what else we going to talk about? Okay. Jerry Springer dead, okay, you know. I mean, what else we going to talk about? We've been known the Kardashians were crazy. Yeah, we ain't got to talk about them. And we definitely been to keep talking about COVID. We already know it was a plan, it was a game. So let's just move on, okay, amen. Ezekiel chapter 19, I don't have anything these days to talk about but the word. 19, verses 10 through 14. Ooh, but my horn, you have exalted like a wild ox. Oh, what, what are we doing? Okay, y'all. Ezekiel, not Ezra. Thank you. Your mother... Oh, look at this, y'all. Was like a vine in your bloodline. Planted by the fruitful and full of branches. Why? Because of she had what? For scepters of she towered in stature above the thick branches as was seen in her height and the dense foliage, her leaves. Oh, but look at this. But she was plucked up in fury. She was cast down to the ground, and the east wind dried her fruit. 
Her strong branches were broken and withered. The fire consumed them. And now... This is a what? This is a reason to cry. Because mama was a fruitful vine. And mama got cut off. Kings were supposed to come from her. Remember what the Lord said about Sarah? That kings would come from her. But when we allow ourselves to be cut off, all we do is dry up and we're good for nothing but kindling wood that is to be burned up. It's expected that we grow. So we've got to take time and reflect over our lives. Am I growing? And if you're not growing, it's because you're not connected. There is no way in the world we should be saved any amount of time and not see growth. Well, I just got saved last week. You should see growth. Well, I just got saved earlier this morning. You should already see growth. Why? Because you're connected to the vine who has a vine dresser, God himself, that's taking care of you. We're expected to grow. We're expected to bear fruit. We've seen that over and over again. Let's just go one more place. Psalm number 128 and verse 3. Your wife shall be like a what? In the very heart of your and your children like what? All around your table. God expects us to grow. He expects us to bear fruit. A fruitful vine is not just a green vine. It's a vine that its conditions are right enough for it to produce fruit. Galatians chapter 5, you know that, the fruit of the Spirit. For those of you taking notes, I'm just going to throw this out. All the way through chapter 6, verse 1. Also, John chapter 15, we read that it's expected for us to bear fruit. In John 15, Jesus says this, that when we bear much fruit, therein the Father is glorified. But he's not happy when he looks at his planting and there is no fruit. Remember how Jesus felt when he passed that fig tree? And it was green and it had a lot of foliage. It was dense and there was no fruit. He cursed it at its roots and commanded that it dry up. And guess what it did? It dried up. As plants, we are expected to beautify wherever we go. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 60, verse 13. The glory of Lebanon shall come to you, the cypress, the pine, and the box tree together. Look at this. To beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will make the place of my feet Glorious. He's talking to Zion. He's talking to the church. We should be beautifying everywhere we go. Now, I'm going to say this, and we're going to do with it what we will. But we cannot be connected here and things not be beautiful. The first sign to me as a woman of God when uh, a woman is in distress is when she no longer cares what she looks like. 
Because wherever we go, we're supposed to command the room. I said, wherever we go, we're supposed. I'm just running to the grocery store. Did you bring it glory? Because it's going to be pretty hard to minister to that single mama who's struggling at the register and can't pay for her milk when you look like that. See, you can pay for the milk. It ain't about paying for the milk. But they don't want to hear you when you look like that. When you smell like that. Plants exist to beautify. We didn't have plants in here for a little season. We didn't. And I would just come in here and I'd sit down. And I just couldn't. I just, I just felt so. <sighs> now y'all saying that ain't it just, it just, I'm like, it's just a stage. It just, it just didn't have no. I got to have, now I'm not saying we don't get busy. And I'm not saying sometimes things don't get right. I'm not saying that you can't have four pairs of shoes at the foot of your bed. You, I'm not saying that because it might be one, two, three, four. It might be four at the foot of mine. But there comes a reckoning moment. And it can't go too long. Well, you got to say, all right, now let me get these shoes. It might be midnight, and I'll be putting shoes away. Put that purse back. Put that. Because God expects his plantings to be beautiful. Well, Pastor Kim, no, that's not true. Have you read about the Garden of Eden? We read that in Isaiah 61 about even the replanting, that he said he was going to replant what? Say it. Eden, Eden, you're right. Ding, 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 ding. You win $100. He's going to replant Eden with whom? Okay, because, you know, I'm just on ref one. Okay, so everybody gets mad about gentrification. They're gentrifying our neighborhoods. They're taking our neighborhoods. They're, they're taking our neighborhoods. They're, they're, taking, they're taking our neighborhoods. Ooh, they're just taking our houses. They done took Palmetto Park. They done took Kenwood. Now they taking Charles Park. They just, they just, they just what? No, we sat up and let Grandmama House rot to nothing. Let Colts put $20 million worth of fines on us. They ain't got no choice but to buy them because you can't pay the fines. Gentrification can't happen to something you own. They can't kick you out. They, they legally buying houses. They legally buying houses and, and putting paint on them and putting roofs on them and replacing the windows. Same thing we should have done because we are the planting of the Lord. Come on now, I'm going to just say it. Now the leasing agent should never have to come to your apartment with the exterminator and turn around and shut the door and do like that. (laughs) 
You know why they do it like that? People looking like, well, why would they do like that? Because they don't want nothing to get on them. Oh, sit down. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. But you got Jesus as Lord all over your wall. Plants exist to beautify. We are the planting of the Lord. Plants exist to beautify. Plants exist to beautify. Say, I'm here to make the world beautiful. It's been a long time, so I'm just getting it all out. It's been a long time. And y'all been begging for it, so I'm going to just say it. If it's torn, holy, scraped up, leaning, throw it in. But it cost me a hundred. No, I don't care. You've gotten a hundred times a thousand out of it. And don't take it to goodwill. I'm not, I'm telling you, because they're trying to help people. And they're spending too much money throwing away junk we taking them. They said it. They, I read the article. They said, hey, America, please stop bringing us this mess. They're spending hundreds of millions of dollars getting rid of junk that they cannot. Oh, somebody could use it. No, don't nobody want to use that. The ink pen bust in the bottom of the purse. Throw it in the garbage. And stop acting like I don't see the ink. I see it. Well, it's just a little hole. Don't nobody see that? I see it. Oh, it's just the front hem fell out. I see it. Ain't nobody else going to tell the truth that they see it. They ain't going to tell the truth that they see it. I tell the truth. Girl, you need to just, no, no, no. We are here to, y'all, y'all playing. But Sarah was old. And them kings wanted Sarah. Because Sarah looked good. Now, my mom ain't here so I can tell her business. When I was in high school, I would go to the football games at St. P. High School. Now, this is my grunt mama. And the boys would be hollering at my mama. Now, I was a nerd. Ain't nobody holler at me because I was kind of, I had to come into myself. You know, some people, some people you have to come into yourself. And they would be, they would be trying to holler at my mama. Dude, that's my mom. Hey, don't, no, no, nah, don't, don't, hey, that's. But, but that girl, to this, to this day, to this day, because she has the revelation that wherever I go, you can't surprise her and catch her house off. You can't, you can't, you can't surprise her and catch it off. Oh, girl, I've been cleaning for four hours. What you cleaning? I was just, what you cleaning? Them kind of people, they go looking for dirt. Just in case somebody make a mistake and bump the, you, you bump the ottoman. Oh, Lord, Lord, have mercy. Look on. 
Watch this. Grant, come move this because I think it's something under the... I caught Miss Leanne earlier today. Just tear up boxes. What, what? Ain't nothing wrong when it's just a storage cabinet. Mm-mm. 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 They've got a revelation that we've got to get, ladies. We are the planting of the Lord. Nobody goes to a botanical garden to see dead flowers. We go there to see roses redder than any roses we ever seen, leaves greener, manicured lawns. That's why we go. Nobody goes to just look at dirt and, and, and Santa spurs. And nobody want to see that. You know why the world's winning our children? Because they look good to them. I said because they look good to them. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Just. Isaiah 61, 3 through 4. Let's just look at that real quick. Because I'm finna give away some gifts and go home. Hallelujah. You better have your ticket because you want to win. Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord of God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them what? Well, he's talking about spiritual beauty. Read about the tabernacle. Read about the temple Solomon built. Read about Eden, and you'll figure out real quick, God is really into external beauty. All right, so plants are expected to what, number one? Number two? Number three? Here's the big one. Plants are expected to provide for others. The Lord don't plant us just so we can heap it all to ourselves. He expects us to do exactly what his natural kingdom does. See, we look at nature and nature testifies of his glory. We can learn some things from nature. So natural plants provide what? Oxygen. What else? Shade. Fruit. Medicine. Fibers for clothing, all comes from plants. Why? Because when God plants something, it's never for it to be self-consumed. It's never for you to heap everything. An orange tree don't eat oranges, y'all. Have y'all figured that out? And banana trees don't eat bananas? They don't do it. Humans are the only ones that will consume their whole, all their fruit on themselves, and when somebody come to ask, can I have a bite, you ain't got nothing to give them because you ate it all. So what you'll see throughout Scripture is he talks about us being planted by rivers of water. Plants that are planted by rivers and streams are called riparian plants. You don't have to know this. I'm just letting you know I study. Plants that are along rivers do some amazing things. First of all, they fix soil erosion. See, the reason 
all that flooding going on in, the, in those middle, uh, middle states, it's because they built and torn down everything along the Mississippi River, everything along the Ohio River. So when climate, and ain't climate change, y'all, y'all took away all the trees. Because the trees and their roots keep all of the soil in place. It keeps the river within its boundaries. Well, when all of that is gone away and there is no root system to take up excess water, guess what happens, guys? It's not rocket science, but they want us to make us think. So it fixes soil erosion. It strips away all of the nitrogen and phosphorus that fertilizers put in so our fish don't get contaminated. It keeps silt and sediment from settling up murky. When things get murky, that sediment, that silt in the rivers, well, when that happens, fish gills get clawed. Oh, we found all of these fish dead because the rivers are dirty. Their eggs get buried, and they can't get to food because their trees are no longer planted along the rivers. The trees provide for others. Say it, I am the planting of the Lord, and I always provide for others. Say that again. Say, I always provide for others. Ain't that right, Miss Nettie? Yes. Always provides for others. Always. I heard a story about her, and I'm just going to share because she's right there in my face. She's the only lady you can play bingo with, and she give you the money to play with her. And ain't no gambling going on. She give you all the little dimes and the little nickels from what I understand. You ain't even just come play. But when you get to go home, do they have to turn in their dimes and their nickels? They don't have to turn them in. Why? Because really, she, you turn them in for dollars. Because she really just wanted to do what? Number one, fellowship. Number two, be a blessing. We should always be given to hospitality and ready to be a blessing. But we can't do that when we are eating and biting and devouring ourselves. All right? Go to John chapter 12, verse 22 through 24 in the Message Bible. And this is, we're going home after this. Hallelujah. Everybody all right? Hallelujah. You're not cold anymore, are you? I didn't think you would be. I told you. Listen to this. It says, listen carefully. John 12, 22 through 24. In the message. There it is. Oh, 24th. That's what I wanted. Listen carefully. Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried, it sprouts and re reproduces itself many times over. In, come on, say it loud. Come on. Anyone. But if you let it go, we've got to become reckless in our love. Well, what does that mean, Pastor Kim? We've got to allow ourselves as grain or seed that is used to produce a plant to fall into the earth and die. What are we dying to? We're dying to ourselves so that we can bring many other people into this, what we know to be truth. If we do that, you will have what? Life. What kind? Forever, real, and eternal.
That's real life. Real life ain't how cute you look. Real life is what can you do for somebody else? Because can I tell you a secret? We can all go finance something. But can you help somebody? Do you have $50 to give somebody if they say they need it? Can you pay somebody's rent if they get behind? Are their children going to have to go sleep on the streets tonight? No, let's, let's, no. Because if we look in our closets, we might have $15,000 worth of shoes. But don't have $150 to be a blessing to somebody. All right? So number one, plants are expected to what? Grow. Number two. Number three. Number four. The last one, we're supposed to be fragrant. This time of year is beautiful. But all the fragrances that are out there, everybody can't take it, right? But the fragrance that we're supposed to put off, everybody can take it. Nobody's allergic to what we put off. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now, thanks be to God who always, how often? Always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us does what? Every place we go, people ought to smell Christ. Why? Because we're his planting. We're supposed to be emitting the fragrance of Christ. Well, what does that smell like? I don't exactly know. But I know it's attractive. Because every flower that he puts out attracts something. Every Sit outside. Just, just sit outside. We have hummingbirds in Florida. We have them in St. Pete. They're attracted to flowers. Everybody wants, get the bees, get the bees. No, we need the bees. We need the bees. Because the bees pollinate. But they can't pollinate what they're not attracted to. We're supposed to be putting out a fragrance. And fragrances are not there so we can just walk around and say, oh, I'm wearing the ladies killing and do I smell wonderful? Great, 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 great. You've got all, all the colors of Chanel perfume. Great. But can people smell Christ? Can they smell him when you enter a room? Do they know that you've been abiding in him and the fragrance of his knowledge is coming through your pores? I mean, think about it. When's the last time anybody's walked up to us and said, man, there's something different about you. And I, I can't put my finger on it, but it's, that's the fragrance. And the only way this plant will ever begin to produce a flower that, by the way, produces the fruit. See, if you grow squash, they have the prettiest flowers. A squash plant produces a beautiful yellow flower. And where that flower is, you come back in a little while, and the little squash will begin to grow. But before the squash comes, that, that beautiful big yellow trumpet-like flower attracts so many things to it. And then the fruit comes. 
that others can now eat from. If we're never fragrant enough to attract anybody, they never get to taste the fruit that the Lord gives. There's some people that will never know the love of God if we don't get the fruit showing. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there's some people in our community so beat down, so dejected, so hurt, so rejected, so just to the place that mental defect has taken place. And then they, they know something's wrong with them. And then they begin to take drugs. On top of knowing. And before you know it, we have somebody, it, you know, that could take a person del delivering your food. Cut them up and put them in garbage bags. Call somebody over to help you move the garbage bags. And just leave them on the side of the house like nothing ever happened. How does that happen? It happens when we, the church, stop producing fragrant flowers that yield a beautiful piece of fruit that we can now invite other people to eat from. See, if it becomes all about us and us keeping us and us taking care of us and us watering us, and us being our own light, and us being our own soil, it's not going to work. I said it's not going to work. But when we decide that we're going to turn this thing back around, get back into our proper places, and start abiding in the vine, that's when we'll see all of the beautiful things that the word promised us. We have exceedingly great and precious promises but they're not for everybody. They're for those ones who have chosen to abide. Now, I'm just going to say this. If you know that you're here, you're dry, you're still green, people still think you're pretty, and people still think things are going well, but you know you've been cut off. Uh-uh, I'm not finna have nobody looking at me crazy because I just told y'all I'm a whole pastor who had panic attacks. I think at some point we just got to start being real with each other. I invite you to this altar. If you say, Pastor Kim, yeah, I'm cut off. And I've dried up so bad that I'm not fit for anything but an artificial arrangement. I want you to come to the altar. Well, what for? What I'm coming up there for? Because we're going to pray as sisters in the Lord, and get you back connected, get you grafted back in. Let God do the surgery required so that you can now bear fruit, be beautiful, be fragrant.
flagrant and God provide for somebody else. Where's my money, Pastor Kim? Where's my money? In abiding. What's, what's going to take to get my children back to the Lord? Abiding. What's going to take for me to get my health back on track? Abiding. Well, I ain't come here for all this. I just, I just, I just, I just, I just came here because I, I, I know Pastor can be funny. And I just came because, you know, you know, I had nothing else to do and I wanted to put on a sundress and be and just come and be. I just wanted to be ladies night and not sin, you know. No, 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 no. There's more to this. There's more to this life. There's more to this life. There's more to this life. There's so much more to this life. And it's not for the world. Everything that we are looking at and gawking at, God provided for us, his children. Not for the world. Not for the world. Well, who's going to pray for me and who's going who to who pray for me and who's going to lay hands on me? Okay, let me talk about the church in that. You know, a lot of times we can come and people can lay their hands on us and we rearrange all the furniture and, and, and that's great. And we cry and we snot and we're good for two days, maybe two weeks, maybe even two months. But we're going to try something different tonight. I need you to play me something. And we're going to go to the Lord for ourselves. Because you know better than anybody knows what the real issue is. And a lot of times, you know, I can come and pray, sister, what it is, and then go, but you're not going to tell me the whole thing. Because I'm going to tell you, it's just some things that maybe you should leave between you and God. No, I'm, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the truth. Women of God, a lot of times we come and we, everybody pray for me. Hey, 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 let's spend more time telling it to God. Just tell him. Just tell him. Sing something. Praise him. Sing something. Hallelujah. 